2 Corinthians 6.16, you are the temple. What's that mean? House? Dwelling place? Worship? You are the temple of the living God. Some of you don't act like it. I mean, really, now think about it. The temple of the living God. That, that ought to just send goosebumps up and down your spine right now. See, some of you don't really want to go to heaven. You know how I know? Because you're living like it. You're satisfied with what you got down here. You're satisfied. You're not longing. You're not hungering. You're not thirsting. You're not looking for something more, as we sang about this morning. I love that chorus. You're content. You're satisfied. I'm not. I've tasted of something eternal. It's awesome. Remember when you first went to Starbucks and you went and told your friends, have you had a Starbucks? Man, you got to have a Starbucks. Have you ever heard people describe their, their dessert as heavenly? There's no heavenly dessert, but it's, you know, it's an adjective we use to describe something that's out of this world. It's awesome. It's wonderful. It's great. It's mm, stupendous. Mm-hmm. As my old buddy down in Florida, a real true Florida cracker, when he eats something good, he said, make your tongue fly out and slap you in the back of the head and lick your brains out. And I go, I don't know where he got them sayings. You are the temple of the living God, and God hath said. Now, you can go back in the Old Testament and find this quote. I will dwell in them and walk in them. (laughs) Uh, Oh, dwell and walk. I'd like to preach right there, right now. Dwell and walk. What does that mean? He's going to affect your life. He's going to influence the way you talk. He's going to influence the things you do, the choices you make. Walk means to live it out. If he hasn't affected your walk, guess what? You got sold a bill of goods. You've been just grinning and bearing it. And that's what a lot of people are doing. To them, they've been presented the gospel. Okay, you repent of your sins and you get saved. And then you just hang on till the end. You just grin and bear it. And he'll come for you someday or you'll die and go to meet him. I want to tell you, I can't live that way. I have a God who shows up. He is Emmanuel. When I'm sick, I pray and he touches my body and heals me. When I'm lonely, I call on him and he comes and, man, I can feel his presence. When I am hungry for something beyond food, I know this is Christmas and I know we're going to eat and stuff our mouths and our bodies until we can't put no more in there. But I'm going to tell you right now, there's going to come a point in time in that whole experience when food won't satisfy. You're going to look for something more like we sang about this morning. And there is more. I'm telling you, there is more. I love talking to people about my experience of the Holy Spirit, the living God, Emmanuel, present with us. I love telling them, you know what? He's here today. (laughs) Hallelujah. I love looking at the look on their face and they go, they never heard it before. They've heard a lot of religious stuff, you know? Grin and bear it, you know, get saved. Someday, in the sweet by and by, you'll find out that all that that you suffered down here was worth something up there. My God, what a way to live. No wonder their mouth is drooped, they're sad, you know. The proof of our Christianity is not measured by the droop of our mouth. It's measured by the joy that we have in our hearts of the living God. I don't know what your experience of God is, but I can tell you what mine is. Full of joy. In fact, the Bible says it's joy unspeakable and full of glory. You know what else? It isn't the word happy. Happy don't even come close. Happy is an emotion 
But joy is a lasting, down, deep knowledge of the person of God. It just resounds and resounds inside of you. Whew. 